3: Play ball! Or not. Uh, out in Colorado, some cops uh, thought that they were protecting the local citizens when they handcuffed a guy who was playing softball in a park with his daughter. That was out in Brighton, Colorado. Uh, the guy's name is Matt Mooney, and interestingly enough, uh, he's actually a former Colorado state cop. When they asked him for his ID, he uh, he knew he hadn't done anything wrong, and he knew what his rights were, and he, he wasn't really interested in giving him his ID. But anyway, uh, a former city councilman saw what was going on and recorded it on his phone. Mooney was actually handcuffed and stuffed in the back of a car, patrol car, because because he wasn't socially distancing properly, according to the cops' report. Uh, Now, uh, Mooney (laughs) uh, uh, fairly pointed out that, you know, the cops hadn't done a very good job of social distancing when they were breathing on him, putting the handcuffs on him, and stuffing him in the car. That's, I don't know, is that social distancing? don't think so. The Brighton Police Department eventually issued a long apology I mean, how much more insane can it get? A guy was arrested uh, last week, I think it was, out in Malibu for paddleboarding by himself in the Pacific Ocean. He was by himself in the ocean, and he was arrested. Now, I have a feeling there are going to be a lot of embarrassing stories told about what we're going through right now, and the verdict is still very much out about whether all of this is necessary. I'm coming to you live from Washington County, from my home, because I'm... You know, I'm I'm doing my uh, duty as uh, do, as a social distancer, and uh, 63 people in Washington County have the the virus so far. 63 out of a population of uh, 200,000 here in Washington County, and uh, nobody has died. But I'm in my house, and I'm I'm not saying that I know that uh, that this is not necessary. I'm just saying that it's it's not unrealistic to ask if it's necessary and i know that there's always the possibility that the reason that those numbers are so good 63 people total having it and nobody dying is that it's very possible that it's because i'm stuck in my house that those numbers are what they are i don't know i hope we when, when it's all uh, said and done we find out that it was necessary because it's pretty annoying okay so we'll find out Meanwhile, uh, Governor Wolf decided today that it's necessary to close all schools in Pennsylvania for the rest of the academic year kind of disappointing for kids uh, like my three grandkids who are all seniors uh, they will miss out on a lot of memories uh, and if you remember being a senior in high school you remember that these things they may not seem like it matter they, they matter now but when you're a senior in high school they matter a lot sports for example you don't get to play your season you're finally a senior you've been uh, a low guy on the totem pole, low girl on the totem pole for all that time, and then you finally get to be a senior. And if you played a spring sport, you didn't play it. You didn't, get to, you didn't get to be a senior on the team, something that you looked forward to doing for four years. No prom. Uh Man, I don't know what they're going to do with graduation, but if they have it, it's not going to be until summer sometime. All the stuff you looked forward to for years is not going to be there. Let's just hope it is all worth it. Meanwhile, the big news yesterday was that Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race for president. That means Joe Biden is the man, and every Democrat running for office is going to have Joe hanging right around his neck, their neck. When we come back, we're going to talk to Sean Parnell. He's running in District 17 against Connor Lamb, and he endorsed Joe a long time ago. We'll be back. Stick around. all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stagerwald with some great news from Windows or Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows or Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call and everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's (laughs) WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com.
4: If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests in my home without the shame of pet stains and odors. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. All pet owners should have Genesis 950 on hand. I can even use it in my carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, oil and grease stains, wheels, tires, degreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com.
5: It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life changing trip to Israel December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand With Israel tour, a journey to the Holy Land to get first hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel Tour, history, culture, and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv, and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the Nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel Tour. Visit sebgorka.com and click on the israel banner that's sebgorka.com s-e-b-g-o-r-k-a.com if you're getting burned in the market listen up the last couple of months have
2: been alarming to thousands of portfolios we know that many of you are getting pummeled with this current market volatility guess what today is the day that stops We've created a cutting-edge interactive program that will help you improve your current financial situation. If you're looking to turn your days in the red into consistent months in the green, introducing the Trader on the Street Challenge. The Trader on the Street Challenge has been designed to help you achieve the profitability and consistency of a Wall Street professional. We know that consistency is one of the most crucial components to becoming a successful trader. And that's why we've carefully built the perfect way to incentivize struggling traders to improve their capabilities. So, if you're tired of rolling with the punches and are willing to rise to the occasion of this unique new challenge, text street to 48542 to learn more. Text the word street to 48542. Text street to 48542 to get started today.
0: Warning listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250.
3: The answer. Well, we know now that Joe Biden is the man, sort of. Um, He's the last uh, man standing for the Democrats. And assuming the Democrats can't find somebody better in the next few months, he's the guy who's running against Donald Trump. That means Democrats like Connor Lamb of District 17, who has endorsed him, are going to have to defend him and sing his praises. Sean Parnell is the Republican running against Lamb uh, in District 17. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, Sean. Hey, thanks
6: for having me. I really appreciate so, it.
3: So, uh before we get to this stuff here about just wondering uh how has the shutdown affected your ability to campaign? Uh, you you were very uh, much um making your way around your district um uh in, up until this uh this uh shutdown. Yeah, you yeah, I well, of a it, shut in it, now it like me. Re-
6: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean it has. I mean, we were doing probably Three to five events a day, every day, uh, getting all around the district, meeting meeting the voters and, and building relationships. You know, uh, yeah. but we've we've since shifted the focus of our campaign to uh, to our volunteer effort to get school lunches into the hands of, of kids. You know, a lot of kids rely on two solid meals a day at school. Well, schools are shut down, and those kids are struggling. And so, the focus of our volunteer effort is, has been, you know, uh, getting getting nutrition into the hands of these kids who need it most. And you know we're doing a lot of phone yeah. calls. We can't knock doors anymore, so we got to knock. knock on, we got to we got we to gotta call people on the phone. You know, and so um, mm-hmm. it's been an adjustment. We've had to shift fire, but uh, we're, we're making it work.
3: Well, uh, so uh, Joe is uh, Lamb's guy, and now yeah. Joe is the guy. So uh, how can Lamb sell Ida Western PA? that that's a good question. I I wouldn't want can't. to be trying to sell I mean, him. I know.
6: <laughs> well, I feel like I feel like Joe Biden is is a disaster uh, for for Western Pennsylvania. This is a guy that said he was going to appoint Beto O'Rourke as his guns are because he was going to come and take oh, people's I guns. About that, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is a guy that said that he was going to essentially ban hydraulic fracturing. He said no new fraction. Which, if you understand anything about the oil and gas industry, John, you know that that's functionally functionally the same as saying. It's functionally the same as a ban on fracking, which would be devastating for the region. We've got over a hundred thousand oil and gas jobs uh, here in PA 17. It would just it would just crush our economy. Um, he is he is wrong on every substantive issue with regards to foreign policy for what over the last forty years since he's been in government, and, and that's I fail yep. all that to say, John. This is a guy that's been in government his entire life for forty plus years, and he's caused many of the issues that we face now. Uh, in this country, uh, both from a foreign policy standpoint and an economic standpoint. And and yet he's going to run and fix all these problems. So he's not right for the district and he's not right for this country. And Connor is going to have a really difficult time defending him.
3: Uh, I forgot about the Beto O'Rourke thing uh, the, the, where he's, he's told uh, Beto that he's going to be his uh, gun guy. And, and Beto's the guy who said, <laughs> yeah. I'm com- yeah, that's right, I'm coming for your uh, ar you. yes. I think I think Joe called it an AR-14, but... Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs>
6: uh, I mean, that, John, it killed me. I mean, like, I, I, at first, I thought, well, you know, Joe Biden, he's an affable guy that makes gaffes. I mean, there were times like 10 years ago, I'm like, it would be, he probably would be a pretty decent guy to get a beer with, Right. But now he mm-hmm. does, he's clearly – he's had to trek very, very far left. And I think what you're going to see in the general is that where most people try to moderate themselves, I think the Democratic Party is so far left now, he's going to have to trend left in the general to get any sort of support from his base, which is essentially they're all Bernie supporters, and they're fired up. So I, I watch Joe Biden today every single day, John. He he bumbles through interviews, and I have no idea what he's saying. And I'm not saying that as like a political slight against him. I feel bad for the guy. I feel like he's woefully out of mm-hmm. his depth right now.
3: Yeah, and and uh, do you expect uh, Connor Lamb to distance himself from Biden? I mean, he's already endorsed him. That was a while back. Or do you expect to see him on stage with uh, uh, Biden? When he comes here for a rally, you know, raising their hands yeah, oh, together. No, I, so I,
6: I. Well, yeah. Once we reopen the economy and, and camp, we start campaigning and fool again, um, I absolutely yeah. expect them to be on the same stage together. You know, Connor has endorsed him so that he owns every one of Joe Biden's crazy far left policies, and and really, Joe Biden has adopted some crazy far left policies. So, and, and Connor Lamb owns every single one of them.
3: Yeah, and um, uh, Bernie Sanders is out, but as you said, he's made it clear that he's going to try. He said so. He said I'm going to try to get um, uh, Joe. He's a good guy and all that stuff, but I'm going to try to get him to be more progressive, which means go further left. Uh, do you expect Biden to try to run away now from some of the things he said in the last year? I mean, they're all they've all been recorded, but that's you know how politicians work. That's that's never stopped politicians from. Just, I don't know, ignoring it or pretending it didn't happen.
6: Well, no, that's, the, well, especially with Joe Biden, really, who's flip flopped yeah. on every substantive issue over the last 40 years he's been involved in politics. But, but yeah, I, you know, I think Bernie and his supporters came out with a wish list or maybe even a, a list of demands of things oh, yeah. that Biden had to adopt, one of which was the crazy Green New Deal, right? And in order for Bernie supporters to show up for Biden, Biden has to be lock, stock and barrel, Green New, B- Green New Deal. But what most people don't know is that he already is. And people are like, no, Joe Biden is not for the Green New Deal. I tell them, go look at his website. Click on the environment or, or climate change tab. And it says right there that Joe Biden believes the Green New Deal is a crucial framework for the environmental demands we face. I mean, that couldn't be more clear. So what, what I, I try to tell people is I don't think there's any real functional difference between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden at this point. They're two sides of the same coin, and they're, they're, they're wrong for this district. They're wrong for America. And I, between me and you, I think, I think President Trump is, is going to win by a sizable margin in November.
3: Now, I've got to ask you, uh, uh, you know, you're running for the same job that Conor Lamb has now. What would you do if, um, if a, you know, the Republican and you? What if you would you do if uh, two years from now, three years from now, when you're running for I want well, be two years when you're running for re-election, and the Republicans, uh, uh, well, Donald Trump would still be in there. But just if you're in that same situation, and the Republicans would run a moderate Republican who's, um, you know, not um, pro-life or some some issue that you're really strong on. How would you deal with that? Uh, and and, and well, that, I mean, uh, that's, is that's every congressman question. out there going to have to deal with with Joe Biden and say they agree with everything he says?
6: I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if they endorse him. Yeah. I mean, if you endorse Joe Biden, you endorse his policies. You know. Um, mm-hmm. here, here's what I here's what I'll say that. If and I'll speak specifically with the House, like Kevin McCarthy, the leader McCarthy. He's a great guy. I know him. He's been very supportive of of my campaign but i i will say that if if he puts forth or the republicans in the house put forth a piece of legislation that is bad for this district or goes against something that i stand for you can be sure that i will not support it because it's my job as a servant leader and i learned this in afghanistan right a true leader works for his for the people not the other way around and so it's 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 my job to make sure that i do what's best for the people of this region and so if i think that my party is doing something wrong or doesn't or their views don't jive with with our values here in western pennsylvania you can bet that i'll be standing in the same formation as as the people of western pennsylvania not with my party
3: and um joe also said by the way that um he's told people that he will be raising their taxes he's on tape saying that too uh you guys got your tax cuts i'll be raising your taxes taxes
6: yeah he's not right he's not running from the crazy you know i mean no that, well, where
3: does lamb stand on mean, that on taxes
6: well i mean i mean we can only well, well first of all we don't really know where lamb stands on anything you know that's right he, he doesn't really come out and take us and he he's he tries he, he is he is a he is a traditional moderate democrat he's an he's a lawyer and anytime you ask him a question, and I've watched all of his interviews and all of his debates, he never answers things directly. This is a, this is a, a guy who has mastered the art of saying nothing. So, I, I one can assume. I mean, Joe Biden says he's for raising your taxes. Connor Lamb owns that because Connor Lamb endorses Joe Biden, and mm-hmm. that's all we're left with.
3: Now, um, what at what point? Do you will do you think you will get a chance to uh, debate Connor Lamb? Will, will that happen at some point? I mean, assuming that you know, all so. this stuff is over with, you know, what we're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, I mean,
6: assuming assuming we get back to business as usual here in this country, which is a whole other separate issue, with regards yeah. to our pandemic response. I mean, we really need to we really need to like to use this as 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 a way to learn in the future for how to respond to things like this. But mm-hmm. I hope. That that I mean I'll debate him any chance that, that I get you know and my hope is that I'll do as many debates as it takes I'm not afraid to go toe to toe with him on the issues because I was born and raised in Western Pennsylvania I'm from fourth generation Western Pennsylvania I know the issues that matter to people here and I know that he's wrong on every single one of them and so I'm more than happy uh, and we will debate him anytime any place
3: um, and um, is Lamb still claiming that Joe doesn't want to uh to ban fracking i I know you said that that uh biden has tried to kind of weasel out of it by saying no new fracking but um is that how lamb is is dissing himself from that by saying oh no he only means new fracking and thinking he can get away with that? that
6: that's that's exactly what he does in fact anytime i call anytime i call him out right like i just did today you know nancy pelosi Uh, There was a a unanimous consent vote put forth in the Senate today from Mitch McConnell, about $250 billion in additional support for our small businesses. Now, there are over 11,000 small businesses in PA-17. Most of them are ailing because I talked to most of them on the phone. And so Pelosi today effectively said, yeah, she'd block that if that ever came to the House. What do you think Lam has said on the issue? 11,000 small businesses in his district. He's not said a single thing. He's been silent, as he is on everything. So, I, I, I feel like with 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 Lamb, he just he's just going to do everything that he can to stay silent on the issues that matter to the, in this district for as long as possible because he, he's going to believe that his name recognition is going to help him carry the day.
3: And what is Nancy trying to get? Because that's the only reason she would be blocking that. She's trying to get some uh, left wing uh, policy or. Uh, movement involved in there somehow what what is why is well, she right. like this
6: well we don't we don't know yet but i'm sure it's a laundry list of far left demand you know mm-hmm. uh and and you you're and if you want to get a sense of what those issues might be just look at ilhan omar and and aoc's twitter right because they're talking about oh you know let's can, let's cancel all rent health care for illegal immigrants and all these sort of crazy far far left Policies that are not good for the country. So, if you want to get a sense of why she's holding up this aid for small businesses, look at AOC and look at Ilhan Omar's Twitter feed, and I guarantee you, you'll find your answers there.
3: And I, I just can't believe that that uh, he would think that he can win in that district with those policies. Because because if he had had those, uh, if he had been in favor of or been made, if it had been made public that he was in favor of that stuff. He never would have won in the first place.
6: Well, that, well, that's right. I mean, he's the case study. Uh, in contrast, he's he's he says one thing in district and he does another in Washington, and he expects that most of the, most of the journalists and in the, in the media around here will fly cover for him. I mean, he, his first dad was was carrying an AR-15. He said he was pro gun. Now he has an F rating from the NRA. You know, he said he was hmm. said he was pro life. Now he has a hundred percent rating from Planned Parenthood. Said he was going to support President Trump. He voted to impeach the president on both charges, said he was going to oppose Nancy Pelosi. He votes with her 96% of the time. He has he fu- gone against every single promise that he made to people in this district. And, John, that's what I say to people all the time, to include moderate Democrats. It's like, look, you know where I stand on the issues. I can't promise that we'll agree on every substantive issue, but at least you know where I stand because the essence of governing <laughs> – it's in the middle, and to come to a consensus. But you can't... Lamb lied to moderate Democrats to get their vote. How long before he lies to you?
3: Yeah, but you know what? Uh, and we're finishing up here with Sean Parnell, who's running against Connor Lamb in District 17. Um, every time I see him referred to in the media, uh, the, the the word moderate is in front of his name still. He's still selling himself as that, and the and most of the media are going to allow him to carry that label. You have to you're not going to allow them to do that, it, I know.
6: Well, that well, that's right. I mean, in fact, the last the last piece I read a piece in the in the in the Post Gazette about uh, Lamb calling for more infrastructure spending in in the next aid package, and and Lamb referred to you know opening the economy or safeguarding people's health as a false choice. But, to John, that's the only choice that, as a leader, we are faced with right now as a country. Right. We have tens of thousands of people across this district that are struggling, that can't work. We're also locked down because we have to take the threat of COVID-19 very, very seriously. So the question of how or when when it's safe to reopen our economy so that people can go back to work is the only question But Lamb's position on the issue is that we should be locked down in perpetuity, and and that means until we defeat this virus, and that means that could be 18 months until we find a vaccine, and that's just not pragmatic.
3: Sean, I'm completely out of time. i got about five seconds. Thanks a lot for being here. Good luck. Thanks, John. Okay, we'll be back.
7: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is welcoming the news that British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has been moved out of intensive care. Johnson has been in intensive care for three days after his symptoms for coronavirus worsened. Democrats blocking a GOP proposal to shore up the struggling small business administration. They're demanding that the bill providing emergency loans to businesses be accompanied by guarantees that will help women and minority-owned businesses and banks. The U.S. reaching a grim landmark, roughly one in ten workers have lost their jobs in just the past three weeks. Stocks finishing higher after the Federal Reserve launched its latest effort to support the economy through the outbreak, the central bank's announcement of programs to provide up to $2.3 trillion in loans to households, local governments, and businesses. The Dow gained 285 points. The Nasdaq was up 62. This is SRN News. She used to play hide-and-seek in your backyard. Now, she's getting married in it. So, when
2: you see a bare spot, you need something that patches it fast. Pennington One Step Complete has a revolutionary formula that repairs bare spots in only two weeks or less. Pennington has been trusted since 1945, and now it works even faster. One Step Complete from Pennington Honest Green. Get your lawn ready for any occasion. Head to your local retailer to pick up One Step Complete.
8: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During these challenging times, our commitment to providing you with the best mortgage experience remains. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. Mortgage rates remain near historic lows. If you think that now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost
2: information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030.
0: Jay Sekulow believes we'll see another stimulus bill.
2: I think that is a brilliant idea. It should receive wide bipartisan support. The infrastructure in the United States has been something that uh, three, four administrations in a row have talked about. Number one, you're going to put a lot of people to work. Number two, you're going to improve our infrastructure. Number three, it's a historic time to do it with interest rates being that low. So I, I agree with the president. I think this is the right move. I think there is going to be probably need for a phase. For this, Jay Seculo Live.
0: Weeknights at 6. Right before Larry Alder at 7. An A on 1250. The answer. I am a Senior Corps RSVP volunteer. I build teams and, teams and
9: friendships
10: and families.
9: I build lives and communities
10: and myself.
9: Join Senior Corps RSVP.
10: Lead by experience
9: at seniorcore.gov.
11: This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. AM 1250
0: and FM 92.5. The answer.
11: C.S. A division
0: of safe Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
10: In the White Oak area, accident 48 at McKee Road. Construction on Steubenville Pike between Palomino Drive and McKee Road. Parkway East travel time at 13 minutes from the Fort Pitt Bridge to Monroeville. Parkway West, a five minute trip outbound Fort Pitt tunnels to 79. Port Authority light rail and bus service reduced by 25%. And also, they're limiting the number of riders on each bus. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Mostly
2: cloudy, windy, and cold, with a rain or snow shower in spots, followed by some flurries late, low 32. A flurry to start Friday, otherwise colder. With clouds, winds will gradually subside, the high 44. Clear for tomorrow night, low 30. Sunshine and some clouds for Saturday, high 53. Some rain Sunday, high 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb.
0: The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The
3: Answer. Well, we've learned a lot about a lot of people and a lot about a lot of things during this uh, government shutdown. We should have learned a lot about the media. Uh, anybody who's paying attention should be able to see the difference in the coverage of this story. Jeffrey McCall pays a lot of attention to this stuff. He's a professor of communications at DePaul University and the author of Viewer Discretion Advised, Taking Control of Mass Media Influences. And he joins us now. Jeffrey, thanks for being here.
1: Oh, you're most welcome, John.
3: So uh, what have been your uh, general impressions of the media the last, uh, know, the last several weeks during this whole fiasco?
1: Well, let me start off by just saying that the media has had a real challenge in dealing with this matter. And let's say, you know, certainly that there's no formula for how to approach the unprecedented circumstances. And the people who work in journalism would not have had any training in J school or any place like that to provide guidance on how to approach national shutdown and a pandemic or anything like that. Having said that, though, Mm -hmm. I do think that the media hasn't necessarily stepped up to the plate, because I really think this was a time where the media could have really gotten the public to rally around behind them. I mean, the press was set up as uh, the surrogate for the public, and the press was set up with First Amendment protection to provide the information needs of our society. And there's a real key role for them to play here. And I think that The fact that the public has not rallied around the press and, you know, been committed to the press's performance. And and you you probably know this, but uh, what, a week or 10 days ago, Gallup came out with a poll that showed that 55 percent of the public disapproves of the media's performance in covering the coronavirus crisis. Now, part of that is, of course, there's been a long trend in decline in in media credibility anyway, but 55 percent was the lowest of um, the poorest showing for all the institutions that were rated in this Gallup poll and lower than Pence and lower than Trump and lower than the Congress and certainly lower than the healthcare professionals and people like that. So that's not a very good track record for the press to try to build on. And I think that shows that the public is just not being won over and is still very skeptical of the media's motivations and the media's performance uh, in a time of crisis.
3: Well, have the media in general um, done a good job of reducing the panic, or have they added to it, do you think?
1: Well, you know, that's an interesting question and uh, a really good thing to think about. I think there are a lot of great reporters out there who are working very hard and doing a very good job. So, I mean, when I criticize the media, I don't want to make it look like I'm throwing them all into the same, you know, bat here. Okay, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, uh, I do think that there are certain – media personalities and certain channels that probably are doing more to kind of create a hair on fire narrative than to provide us accurate and sensible and measured information. And I think that's one of the reasons the public has not responded to the press's performance is I don't think they see across the board a measured performance that's providing us context and perspective that too often the media is trying to create panic or create this hair on fire sensation, as I say. And part of that is, I think, you see particularly on places like CNN uh, and in the New York Times that they're pushing narratives of conflict all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. what's the federal government doing and how are they at odds with the states? You know, uh, is science winning out over the economists in the White House room? You know, and they're looking for White House intrigue. You know, Dr. Fauci doesn't show up for one of the daily press briefings. And all of a sudden the narratives like, oh, he's being silenced or he's been pushed off, when indeed maybe he just had other things to work on, not to mention he's been out there all the time. So I think the pushing up narratives of conflict when maybe there isn't any, uh, and certainly th- there's enough conflict in dealing with kind of like the society against the virus that I don't think we need to be looking for conflict that's not there. And we see a lot of this conflict when it shouldn't be there in these White House daily press briefings when they open the floor to the press questions, and the reporters seem to want to be engaging in combat from the get-go. Uh, you know it, they're, they're asking questions, but they're really more like commentaries, you know what I mean, And they're trying to like, mm-hmm. spark, they're trying to spark a confrontation with Trump. And I'm just thinking, this is not the time for that. Now by the way, I think Trump is probably playing too much of a role in these daily White House briefings, but he is the president. he needs to be there. But I wish he would defer a little bit more to Pence, who is in charge of the effort, and also to the experts that are there from FEMA and, the you know, CDC and the Surgeon General and some of those other people. But I do think the media has, you know, tried to create moments in these press conferences uh, of conflict rather than to try to explore the situation to get information that would be most helpful for the public.
3: Yeah, and... Um... <clears throat> Is it a case of them not being able to – and I've, I've worked in the media and I've been to many uh, press conferences. Uh, I covered sports for a long time. Um, and, um, and is it just they can't help themselves even if there's something as serious as this, that they're, they're looking for that good TV moment and they forget that, they're, that the, it might help if they would um, make people feel a little bit better about what's going on by keeping them better informed?
1: Yeah, you, you said they can't help themselves. I, I think that's true of some of the reporters. Now, again, again, some of the reporters in that White House briefing room are doing a very good job asking sensible questions, but there are others mm-hmm. you can tell who are trying to create a stir or to find a moment for themselves. You know, last week one of the CBS correspondents got in a back and forth with Trump about the meeting, the meaning of the word "our," o-u-r, because mm-hmm. you know the day before Jared Kushner had said, "Well, we're talking about our." you know oh, yeah. supplies yeah. or something like that. And then the next day the reporter's like, Well what do you, what do you mean by the word hour? Kind of like, what do you mean hour? <laughs> the United States of America. And but that became a moment. I mean that went on Twitter, that was on CBS, that was on all the various, you know, social media. I'm just thinking, what was the point of that to debate in a, you know, you've got precious time here to get information from the 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 nation's officials that are trying to combat this coronavirus and we're debating whether Jared Kushner meant our meaning the United States or our his personal you know supply or something yeah. like that, I mean it was just a distraction. And I mean that's just one example. There have been other combative and theatric questions as well. And I think a lot of it is the reporters can't help themselves. And you know, I, as I like to say, television is a medium of emotion, and so you know, television is not as good at presenting facts. It's it, but it's good at portraying emotion, and conflict is emotional. And so these reporters, I think, can't help themselves but trying to try to create some sort of spark, whether it's anger or emotional. And, you know, you can get Trump angry, and he has been angry at times. But I'm not sure this is the greatest time to try to, you know, drop a burning ember into the hair of the president at the time <laughs> when we need him to be making rational decisions and not being distracted. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I, it struck me as very odd the other day when one of the reporters kept trying to interrupt Dr. Deborah Burks you know who is clearly a very bright and professional health professional all right She knows what she's doing, she's very measured, she's got all kinds of information, and as she was trying to explain stuff, one of the reporters kept interrupting her to interject something or to ask a different question. I'm thinking, let's just have some common courtesy here and back off a little bit and i and and sadly, you know I mentioned there was a lot of great work being done, which I think there is, but unfortunately the the public perception of the media is going to be more defined by Jim Acosta at, of CNN trying to lob grenades during these press briefings than by all the great work that is being done by all the other reporters. And a lot of that great work is being done in local communities, you know, in western Pennsylvania or in Indiana where I live or right. whatever. A lot of the great work is being done by people who are not stars. And, you know, the interesting is if you took these press conferences, these White House press briefings every day, if you didn't allow them to be broadcast live... Uh, You know, there's been a lot of debate now about whether we should broadcast them live or not, but I'm thinking if you just said, hey, these are for, you know, uh, non-broadcast purposes only, uh, would the questions be as uh, dramatic and theatrical? And my guess is probably not.
3: No, you know, it's funny you bring that up because I cover the Steelers for a long time, and um, uh, maybe about halfway into the time that I was covering it, they went from having the coach do his weekly press conference with a group of writers and a few TV guys in a in a little room um, and it was recorded to putting it on live and the dynamic changed completely when it when it became live, not just because it was live TV but because it was live radio and it was just live and it became then uh, part people uh involved in covering the story or being there for the press conference people from the media started to become part of the story and the coach would know that he's on live and he and somebody would ask him a question and the coach would be a lot more confrontational maybe with his answer uh or challenge the question much more likely to do that than if it would have just been an uh, an old uh a press conference with a bunch of ink-stained wretches you know sitting there taking notes <laughs>
1: Well, you, you provide a really helpful perspective there. And I mean, it, but, but you get the nail on the head. The live aspect makes it more dramatic and theatric than probably it should be. Although, again, if if, if the Trump administration stepped forward and said, okay, we're not going to broadcast these live, then you'd have everybody, you know, running around screaming like, oh, they're not transparent. What are they trying to Hovering hide? I up, mean, they, yeah. they, they can't really win in this situation. So my point that it shouldn't be on TV is it, not as you know, one that I know is going to be ever uh, put into place, but it would change the dynamic. And I think that in short of that, we just need to tell the reporting community, hey, let's back off for a second here. We're here to serve the public. We're not here to juice the ratings for MSNBC. We're not here to make a hero out of some reporter who wants to get his next promotion. We need information. And let's try to keep all the focus on serving the nation at this time rather than you know, creating partisan battles, or you know, creating higher-profile media personalities, or any of that kind of stuff.
3: We're talking to uh, Jeff McCall, Jeffrey McCall. He's a uh, professor of communications at DePaul University and uh, author of a book, "Viewer Discretion Advised: Taking Control of Mass Media Influences." Um, so, I, one of the things that I saw that really jumped out at me was on Sunday. I happened to be watching uh, the president's briefing. And I, I was watching Fox, and I, I switched to CNN just to see, number one, if they were covering it, because they've bailed out of it a few times, many yeah. times. But the the, uh, the graphic on the bottom of the Fox screen just said, presidential update on coronavirus or something like that. But on CNN it said, President Trump continues to push unproven drug. That was the <laughs> – they, they had to editorialize just on the, on the locator at the bottom of the screen. And then there were more – they did that several times during the press conference where they put up an editorial comment on there, and it was always negative. Every single one was negative. It's right. so and obvious. Thing,
1: and yeah, it's, it's very obvious, uh, which again you know, leads the public to not have as much confidence in the media if they think that even while the president's doing his presser that they're going to be trying to do editorial commentary along the way. And here's the other thing. In a in a, a little graphic on screen, you know, you've got six or eight words, pretty much at most, that you can squeeze on there. Well, mm-hmm. how much context and perspective can you put into one phrase? It, it suggests that Trump is out there pushing snake oil. Right. Right. And and again, I'm I'm not a scientist. I don't understand you know all the ins and outs of these new medicines and stuff like that. But I would say this: whoever was typing that graphic in for cnn doesn't understand the science either and they're they're making an editorial judgment at that point about whether these you know new treatments that trump is talking about are going to ever make any difference and they're not in a position to do that and they certainly can't provide perspective with an on-screen graphic and i guess my sense is let's just like keep things neutral during the press conference and afterwards bring in scientists medical right. experts to help to di- diagnose this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's another thing I want to say here real quickly is that um, re- reporters have to cover a wide range of stories. And that that's one of the challenges of being a journalist is you're not an expert on anything, but you've got to cover a lot of things. Almost all the reporters in these White House briefings are uh, uh, political, public affairs reporters who cover the White House beat. They are not scientists. And, you know, I wrote a column for The Hill several days ago where one of the suggestions I had was, let's put the medical reporters for NBC and ABC, let's put them in the room to ask the questions of Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. Let's face it, your average journalist probably never even took a science class in college, but they're in here covering a topic which is almost entirely based on science, and they're not in a position really to really ask those great questions. And so I would say, Let's, let's get these news organizations to bring their scientific correspondents or their medical ex- experts and let them help sort things out. And I think that would get away from what, if, what your concern is here, is that we've got people who don't understand the broader context of any new medicine, hydrochloroquine uh, or whatever it is, um, making comments about that when they don't even understand the perspectives
3: i got about a minute and a half left, um, uh, Jeffrey. I have a quick question for you. CNN has had ratings that are in the toilet for a long time, yeah. and keep getting worse. And I worked in TV for a long time, and I know that when when ratings get that bad that there's usually a house cleaning. How is it that everybody at CNN still has their job, from people on the air up to the top, executives? You
1: know, that's a really great question. Uh, I think it's because they are so driven by their ideology, and they're so committed To their political point of view that they're willing to suffer the bad ratings uh, as long as they can kind of keep making their statements and it's interesting you know a lot of people don't watch cnn directly but enough other people get information about what cnn's doing through other channels Uh, and the other thing is cnn is still making a ton of profit for their parent corporation because they have carriage fees on cable companies across the country so people who don't even watch CNN are still paying for it. So CNN still generates a billion dollars a year in profit, mm-hmm. even if their ratings are low.
3: But they'd generate more if they had better ratings. Uh, you know, I, I don't Absolutely. get it. But, but they're, hey, willing uh, to
1: sacrifice, they're willing to sacrifice that to make their political statements at the moment.
3: Well, good for them. Hey, Jeff Jeffrey, I really appreciate you being on. Always great to have you here. You have great stuff on the media. We want to do it again. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's Jeffrey McCall, and his uh, book is Viewer Discretion Advised Taking Control of Mass Media Influences. We'll be right back. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Steigerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, copays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new Turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company-matching component that can provide two or even three-to-one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784 884 1496 Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace, at marleyfg.com.
9: G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. One customer had a warehouse with a rat problem. He was catching over 20 rats a day. He called pest controllers, but nothing solved the problem. Then I came along. My plug-in pest-free commercial system got rid of the rats and since then he's seen maybe three in the last 12 months. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair income. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget with Plugin Pest Free.
8: Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, ouroldnumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls now your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with ouroldnumber.com visit ouroldnumber.com to learn more and get started today ouroldnumber.com
10: if you're in hr you're probably wearing a lot of hats recruiter team builder trainer mediator policymaker and of course paper pusher Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com hats. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash hats. That's BambooHR.com slash hats.
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer
3: Sports won't be here tomorrow. Uh, Good Friday is a holiday in the Salem uh, Communications Department, so uh, we won't be here. But I wanted to finish up with some numbers here, uh, based on this shutdown that, uh, in sports, uh, courtesy of Newsweek. Eight point five billion dollars—that's how much, uh, forty, uh, how many, much money Americans intended to bet on March Madness. Eight point five billion. Another number, 360,237, that's the number of attendees over the five days of Derby Week last year, including 150,729 at the race itself. 18.3 million, that's the estimated number of hot dogs that Major League Baseball fans ate during the 2019 season. So somebody who sells hot dogs is hurting. $234.38 is how much it costs a typical family of four to attend a Major League Baseball game in 2019. Uh, 55% is how much Formula One groups stock. This is racing. Stock price has fallen since peaking in January. Uh, Here's another good one. $960.4 That's the potential revenue losses to the World Wrestling Entertainment Group from uh, advertising cancellations. That's almost a billion dollars. $350 Three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty million—the estimated loss in ticket sales for the rest of the NBA season, regular season—and for the NHL, there were fifteen percent of their season left. One hundred and eighty-nine games in all. That uh, those have all been canceled. They don't have the dollar figure for that one. Oh, well, here it is: one million six hundred and ninety thousand five hundred six hundred and fifty dollars—the uh, amount of money lost by each NHL team. A bad time for sports. Bad time for everybody. I hope you have a good weekend, and I'll be back to talk to you on Monday. Thanks to Mike Evans for filling in as producer today. Thanks to Aaron for producing all week, and I'll see you Monday.
0: The John Stagerwald
3: Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.